perhaps before we go anywhere, I'm very um, intrigued by the term insect ecology. What exactly does it mean? That is understanding uh, understand how pest insects, uh, their biology, their population dynamics, and their impact on our crops. And it's trying to understand how things work and how we best can control these pests. Okay. So in, in, in this case, what exactly is the armyworm and when was it first discovered, so to speak? Yes, this is a pest, a quarantine pest which originates in, in Central and South America, Mexico and Brazil and other places. And it was first detected in Africa in uh, January 2016 in Nigeria. Uh, I think it's been, um, in, uh, it came in as a quarantine pest and then it uh, um, escaped and it came all the way across um, Central Africa, then into Eastern and Southern Africa. We first heard about it, we, we read the publication, so we knew it was in Nigeria, but then the first time we heard it was in southern Africa was in December, and then in January, and then we got the, moth, the migrations of the moths came across our border in early January. Mm. And in terms of their lifespan, how long do they live? This, this is a tropical uh, moth species. Um, the, the life cycle is about uh, 24 to 40 days. And it doesn't have a diapause or a dormant stage, so it's got to continue to breed to, to, to live. So um, in, in tropical areas, it will have a continuous life cycle. But on the high felts here with the frosts, we, we're not sure whether it will overwinter. We need to look at that and also look in other subtropical areas of South Africa to see if it survives our winters, mm. or dry winters. And I'm fascinated. I hear that... Um the adult moth can fly large distances and spread rather quick, uh, rather quickly, and that the caterpillar itself pretty much marches like an army across the landscape. Well, this is we we're used to the normal uh, African army worm, which is uh, Doctor Exemptor, and that's that we have uh, outbreaks of that about twice every decade or so from Central Africa, and it comes down into South Africa on the prevailing winds. This is, this is slightly different. Um, this this uh, um, worm doesn't march along the ground. I, I only saw it on Friday, and it is, it is confined to the meaty plants themselves. So it's not a marching worm uh, like the true army worm, but it's closely related to that. So what, what, is, what are the uh, differences? Well, the, the, the differences are that, that um, this, this is a voracious uh, uh, crop feeder, it, it's uh, in the literature. It says that it it's, uh, can consume over a hundred different types of crops, and uh, so we are concerned about what crops it will actually go on to in in southern Africa. At the moment, we've only uh, had reports of it on maize, which is the sweet corn and the seed mealies. So, does it have a particular type of taste that it goes for? <laughs> I'm just uh, trying well, to imagine. We're not sure. I think it's in the literature it says it's a cosmopolitan feeder, but uh, the, the adult moss will be attracted to certain plants by the volatile chemicals given off by those plants. So, we need to know the ecology of it in, in Southern Africa, but uh, obviously the moss home in on, on certain crops and certain plant types and, and lay their eggs where they 
That's quite interesting, Dr. Price. So you're actually saying they're attracted by the chemicals and the insecticides as yes, opposed to the that's crop itself. That's what we, other, other lepidoptera pests are attracted uh, by the chemicals given off by plants and, and, uh, and, and inhibited by other chemicals. So it's a whole chemical ecology going on there. And then what is the... So if it changes, it can actually just change taste and decide to go to bananas. Is that what we're saying? Um, I'm not sure. Or is there a particular it, type? It, it, it certainly, it's got a, a Catholic taste as according to the crops it it tests. It, uh, what I found um, just over the over the weekend was that when it feeds on mealies, it was very difficult to get it to feed on, on other things. So I think these things are imprinted once they once they the females lay eggs on a crop, those larvae can grow up to just wanting to eat that particular type of crop. But then the, if those progeny lay on another crop, it might damage that. But we don't know yet what's happening. As I say, the only reports we've got are on maize at the moment. And what is the effect then? If one were to eat you know, that infected crop, what happens to human beings? Do they fall ill? Is it fatal? No, no. The, 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 the worms inside the, the, the maize would be unpleasant, but they're not fatal at all. And uh, We just... Um, We've given guidelines to farmers to, to spray just the registered pesticides that are used on normal maize crops uh, for stalk borers and, and other caterpillar pests and just to follow the guidelines exactly, not overdose or try cocktails or anything like that. Follow the guidelines as laid down on the label and from advice from your agrochemical suppliers. Just a final question. How long does it take to kill off such an infestation? Uh, well, the infestation—it's it's the the once the uh, small larvae are sprayed, they will die within a couple of days. Uh, but it's it's the detection of this, and the danger is that they can do the damage before they're actually seen in the maize crop. So farmers must inspect their crop, look look inside the whorls of the maize, and look for the damage on the ears of the maize. And if they see damage, then then uh, they've got to be able to uh, apply pesticide very quickly for more damage is done. Dr. Price would really love to talk to you some more. Finding this uh, very interesting, uh, Dr. Roger Price, uh, he's head of research team of insect ecology at Agricultural Research Council.